0: Hi, welcome to Heart of the Matter. I am Sean McCraney, your host, live from the Mecca of Mormonism. This is our final show for 2006, 43 shows, and here we are the last week of December. We are grateful for you being here, and let's get right into it. A shout out to Micah and Becky. Micah has been struggling with his health ever since the show started. He has in need of a liver uh, desperately. Our prayers are with you, Micah. Uh, Linda in Spanish Fork, Dennis H in Salt Lake City, my friend Marie, who was so kind to send me a Jehovah's Witness picture book. Thank you. Uh, Marcia C for her bookmark, all your letters and support. We thank you for them. Tonight we have some special in-house guests, if you can believe it, great uh, supporters of the show. Suzanne and Bruce Plimptons all the way from the Orem area, we welcome you. Lucy and Corey E all the way up from um the beautiful Cache Valley, Lucy from Logan, if those of you who remember the tears and the great testimony that was shared, Lucy's here today, Jonathan and Margaret all the way from Tennessee, if you can believe it, Heart of the Matter Studios tonight, and we have a very special guest. I'm honored to introduce you to her. She is 96 years old, a Christian since so far back she can't remember, Uh, Her name is Grandma Goldie, and she is just going to talk to us for a minute. It's not often you get to talk to a 96-year-old, so we're going to have a a great time to do that. Now, I want to read one scripture that came to my mind when I met Grandma Goldie, and it is uh, in Philippians, and it says, Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. That came to me as I met you, because I think you are filled with the fruits of righteousness.
1: Thank you for being you. on the show. Thank you. Um, tell us, where are you from? Caldwell, Idaho.
0: That's by Boise.
1: That's by Boise, right up the valley from Boise. Okay. Called Nampa, Caldwell.
0: Nampa, Caldwell. Uh, there's
1: and, towns in between there.
0: Okay. And we have uh, our viewers in Boise, Idaho. So uh, you have one of your own right here in the studio talking. Tell us uh, what has it meant to you through the course of ninety-six years. I'm not going to ask you the secret to longevity, but maybe you can share it with us.
1: Well, uh, I don't. I've walked with the Lord for quite a few years. I don't uh, know just exactly when, but I was probably twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three. I don't know for sure, but I gave my heart to the Lord, and and it took, uh, you know what I mean <laughs> it, it it, uh, it uh, meant a lot to me <clears throat> and I uh, felt very comfortable with the Lord and uh, it was a big relief to me to know that my spirit my sins were washed away from me I didn't have to worry about those sins because Jesus said <clears throat> that my sp- my sins are forgiven Amen. They're as far as the East is from the West That's right. and so uh, they're there Jesus has taken them away and I I love the Lord Amen. he's my
0: do you have any advice for our young <coughs> viewers now who are Christians who are 21 22 25 30 young couples married Christians what what would what advice would you give
1: well I would tell them to Stay, to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and read the Scriptures, find out what He wants, find out what He's done for us. He gave His Son for our sins, and that is we don't have to pay, we don't have to buy it. It's free for the taking.
0: Amen. Amen. Anything else you want to add? This is her first time on television, 96 years old, and we have been so blessed for your testimony, for your shining countenance, and uh, your just your ability to share Jesus with others. I love you. Well, I love you too. All right. Thank and you for so, being on.
1: Thank you. Okay. You've been a
0: blessing to me. Oh, thanks so much, Goldie. All right. So, uh, right there, 96 years old, kept by the Lord, and uh, what a blessing for us to be able to see somebody who walks with Him. And when she has an opportunity to share a message, any message in the world Uh of what she can share, what she shares is Jesus, and that how she is just a sinner saved by grace. She shared Jesus. Now, I want you to know something. We didn't plan this. I did not ask her to say anything. I didn't say, let's practice. Why don't you say this to the audience? I said, we're just going to kind of let it go, and we'll see what you have to say. That is important stuff, and we just heard that, so I praise God for that. Okay, last Sunday, Christmas Eve, you're not going to believe this. I'm sorry. This is going to make some of you mad, but I don't care. This is amazing. Last Sunday, my daughter gets a call and, and asks to participate in an LDS program. She's still a member of the church. Uh, And so she said okay, and she went and participated. I couldn't go to the sacrament meeting, but this was on Christmas Eve. This was a day in the LDS church before Christmas uh, was gonna occur the next day, Christmas Eve. They have the Christmas program. They hand out the programs. This is the program. This is the program uh, that they were handed. And that is a picture of Joseph Smith on the cover of their program um, before Christmas Day. My wife asked somebody why Joseph Smith was on the cover of the Before Christmas Day program, and the answer was his birthday's on December 23rd. Yes! There's gotta be something wrong here. I mean, even if it was a mistake, Latter-day Saints, even if this was a mistake on their part, What and how in the world could such a mistake occur? That Joseph Smith's on the cover of a program the day before Christmas on Christmas Eve. Not only that, you open it up, sorry, and there's another one, another picture of him on his knees looking to the heavens in the program. You turn another page and you do get a picture of Jesus, but you turn the next page and you get another picture of Joseph. Uh, I'm telling you, something's seriously wrong when that occurs in a religion that claims to be Christian. Okay, so if I've made you mad, I hope so. Maybe you'll do something about that in the future. All right, uh, well, we're here at the end of 2006. Yesterday was a day most people in the nation used to celebrate. Uh, Some people used the day to truly contemplate Jesus in their lives. Uh, Some people celebrated the fact that they were born on that day, the, the human trinity, me, myself, and I. Some of you uh, turned from all the things of uh, the trappings of Christmas and and turned to the Lord. I don't know what you did. Um, But regardless of where you were, uh, you probably celebrated in this nation um, Jesus Christ in some way, shape or form. We're gonna do that today by talking about him and let's start with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we need you, I need you, Uh, the listeners need you, and we ask you to be here with us Be with our operators and our camera people and our staff, be with our guests, be with the viewers, and help this message to have uh, some significance in their relationship with you through your Son, Jesus, and in Jesus' name, amen. We've had a remarkable year here on Heart of the Matter, and I praise God for that. We've covered a lot of ground. On the first show, we talked about the imperative that Jesus gave to Nicodemus that he must be born again. That was 43 weeks ago in your life. If you've been watching since that time, or that's how long we've been doing this, 43 weeks. And the question I have is, have you been born again? If you can't say yes and know that, then in all probability, you haven't. Because you know when Jesus takes a place in your life that makes your life qualitatively different. It's not a state that you have to strive to attain. It's not a condition that you work to maintain. It's an event granted to you by God, you're given a new heart, a new spirit, and a new view of life. Whether you're dressed in Prada, watching the show, or dressed in rags, uh, this new birth is undeniable, and this new birth is necessary. I have met born-again Catholics. I've met born-again Jews. I've met born-again criminals. I've met born-again communists, if you can believe it. I've met, I know that uh, homosexuals can be born again. I know that prostitutes can be born again. I know that drug addicts, methamphetamine addicts can be born again. I know that even Mormons can be born again. It's not about your righteousness, it's about his righteousness. It's always been about his righteousness, not yours. Do you get it? Genuine spiritual rebirth always manifests itself in three ways, if not more. They are a person, a person. It, 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 it amounts to a personal and intimate relationship with God that religion cannot provide. Two, it's a knowledge of your personal salvation. You know that you're saved. Now, when I was LDS and I would hear people say, I know I'm saved, I thought it was arrogant. I thought it was a sign of arrogance. It's not a sign of arrogance. It's a sign of faith. It's a sign of trusting in what He said to you. And there's also an ability and a desire to change from the old self of the flesh to a new self of the Spirit. These things are manifest in people who have been born again. It's been 43 weeks. Have you been born again. If not, why not? What is holding you back? Is it unbelief? Is it your pride? Is it thinking that it's too Jesus-y and not Mormon-y enough? That there's something inherently wrong? There's no risk in asking the Lord to take over your life if you're LDS. I haven't said pick up and leave the LDS church. I've just said you must be born again. If being a member of the church has held you back, that's not an obstacle. Go to the Lord and ask Him to change your heart. Is it your sin? Are you steeped in so much sin that you think that you're not worthy to be born again? If you could clean yourself up before being born again, you wouldn't need to be born again in the first place. You don't have to prepare yourself for that. You have to be broken for that. Do you see the difference? It isn't sanctification first and then justification. It's justification and then sanctification. So go to him no matter what your state is. You must be born again. I want you to know that the experience of being born again is an absolute reality. It's not a vague experience. It's not tied to your worthiness. It's not something you have to wonder about but it only comes when you're serious about it and when you really want the Lord in your life. On other shows, we've talked about praise and worship. We've talked about sin. Twice we talked about the Bible and its inerrancy. We talked about the the ontology or makeup of God. We talked about grace, polygamy, the cross, culture, Freemasonry, the temple, the Book of Mormon, grace again, the law, baptism, We did a five-part series on Jesus. We did a show on our ministry, the Sabbath day, prophets, hell, LDS priesthood, Aaronic and Melchizedek, and grace, again. It's great stuff, we've had some good discussions. But the question remains, where are you with God after all this has been said and done? Have you been entertained by the show? entertained by me getting mad, or entertained by Mormons making fools of themselves, or Christians not knowing all the answers. That's been fun. It's been great to be up here and do all this, but where are you in your relationship to God? That's what matters to me. That's what matters to him. That's what matters to everybody here at this station, is where are you in your relationship to God through Jesus Christ? That's why we do the show. Have you given God a chance to take over your sinful life or your religious life if you don't find yourself to be sinful? We've recommended churches, a total of 18 or 19 along the way. Grace Baptist Church in Bountiful, Calvary Chapel in Mountain View, Living Hope Church in Brigham City, Elevation Church in Layton, Christ Evangelical Church in Orem, Calvary Chapel in Park City, Faith Baptist in Layton, First Church of the Nazarene in Salt Lake, the Rock in Salt Lake, Good Shepherd Lutheran in Sandy, Grace Community Bible Church in Sandy, Mountain View Christian Assembly in Sandy, Calvary Chapel, Salt Lake City, the Valley Assembly Church in West Valley, Crossings Church Southern Baptist in Santa Quin, Utah, and Sandy Ridge Community Church with Pastor Travis Mitchell. We've, we've mentioned all those churches, as well as Paul Roby's church. The question is, have you taken the time to go to any of them? Are you sitting back and saying, uh, well, maybe someday? Or are you sitting back and saying, I hate religion? We had a caller last week who was so bitter over being Mormon that he said he can't really embrace another one yet. Now, going to church isn't going to save you. Again, that's got to happen with you and God. So if that's the thing, then we'll talk about that later. But I'm talking about churches right now. And once you have been born again, or if you're seeking for truth, or if you lack something in your life, go to one of these churches. You have nothing to lose. Step in and hear the pastor's message. Have fellowship with like-minded believers. Find out what's going in those. Don't just sit back and think church is church. They're all controlling. They're all bad. They're not. That's why we recommend churches on the show. I hope the dominant faith of this state hasn't crushed God out of your life. If it has, you have to realize that they've crushed him out of your life. You can find him. He wants you to find them find him. Several weeks ago, after speaking at a church in Salt Lake City, I had the opportunity to sit down with an LDS man who was admittedly proud. We went to a late night dinner with my assistant and him and another young man. He attended this meeting that I spoke at, and afterward he made the observation while we were waiting for our dinner to arrive. You know, when I looked around at the people there at this meeting tonight, they reminded me of Santa's broken toys. That was his comment. I replied, we are all broken toys, brother. And he said, oh, I know, I know, I know we're all broken toys. We all have problems. But I mean, these are just like the fallout. These are the fallout of society that are there listening to you. This was his attitude. I want you to know that Jesus came to earth for Santa's broken toys. He came to earth for me, save me, chief of sinners. Paul, chief of sinners, and every single one who's experienced Jesus in their life, they know that he came for them and he pulled them up out of the dregs of society. We don't care where we were, but we know where we are. We know where we're going. Call us Santa's broken toys that you. This is who Jesus hung out with, as you said, Santa's broken toys. This is who he reached out to. This is why he said he even came, was for them. I have always maintained that our ministry is not to the LDS faithful, to the super stalwarts. It's to those who can't make it in the LDS church. It's to those who want the Lord to take over their life and not a religion. The faithful have made their minds up. They believe they have the truth. Now, I believe God can step in there and change the faithful, but that is not who our ministry is to. Our ministry is to those who need Him, who have been broken. As we got up from the dinner, and it was about one in the morning that night, it was at Denny's. Um, there was a family, an overweight mother and an overweight father, overweight like I am, with their child sitting at a table all alone. They had a meal between them that they were sharing. As we were walking out of that restaurant, the woman called to me and said, Hey, are you the guy on TV? And I stopped and I said, I am. And she said, We're LDS but we listen to your show, and we, we are finding something in it that we don't find in the LDS church. We really, really like it. And I said, thank you so much, and I took an address to get their book, send them a book, and uh, we said goodbye. And as we walked out with this LDS man, I said, Santa's broken toys, brother. And that's what we are. When you see yourself in those terms, I don't care what you've done in your life, where you are in your life, how angry or bitter or Uh, destitute, or drug addicted, or sexually promiscuous you are or have been, it is time to step forward and go to God on your knees. Turn this show off right now. Turn it off because it's not the show. And go in and take this opportunity to say, God, I need you. I haven't been able to do it on my own. Uh, I've failed in every area of my life and I need you to take it over. Just show me that you're there. Give me a new heart. Forgive me, Jesus, for the sins I've committed. I accept you, be the Lord of my life, save me, and then wait for Him to do that. And I promise you that your your life will change, and you will have a heart brimming with love of God that comes not because of you, but because of Him. And your appreciation for Him will grow like you've never heard. I hope you don't fear commitment. I hope you don't fear the things that the world offers you, that you'll lose them. I want you to know that you will never, ever, ever regret following God, and you'll never lose anything worth it once you do. You know how they trap monkeys in Malaysia? What they do is they take a coconut and they cut a very small hole that's big enough just for the monkey to put his hand or her hand into that coconut hole, and they put nuts in there. And then when the, when the monkey grabs those, those nuts that it can smell and wants, it makes a fist, and it can't pull its hand out of that hole, and it's stuck, and it refuses to let go. It just keeps holding on to that thing that it thinks it's gonna feed him and make him happy. And so they just walk up and they, and they take the monkey right there and catch it. All the monkey has to do is let go and pull its hand out, but it won't. You can't be like the Malaysian monkeys. Let go of all the stuff that you're gripping that's stopping you. Fear, family pressures, religious pressures, and just let God in your life. That's what the show is about. Whatever's gripping you, you can never go wrong trusting God too much. Honestly, give your uh, heart and life to Him. I pray you will do that. It will make all the difference in in your life today, and it will make all the difference in your future once you die. Um, I testify that to you. I'm grateful that we had uh, Grandma Goldie on tonight. 96 years old, walking with the Lord. And uh, you know, us upstarts get up here and we have all this wisdom. She's been around a long, long time. She was telling me that she went through the, the uh, Great Depression. She went through the uh, Grapes of Wrath era and lived in Kansas. Seen a lot and just spry and sharp and intelligent, and uh, the Lord blesses those people. And I know Grandma Goldie wasn't perfect. She says here, she's just a sinner saved by grace, and so can you. We're gonna open up the phone lines early. As we wait for the, call, uh, the operators to take the calls, uh, let me give you a few points. We have had a lot of criticism of the ministry, and now that we're at the end of the year, I wanna point a few things out. Next year, we are going to go through LDS church history, 52 weeks. We're gonna start with a salesmith, uh, which was uh, Joseph Smith's grandfather, and we are going to paint the picture, hopefully in a way that won't bore you, that's gonna give you facts about what made Joseph and his family what they were, things you do not learn from the manuals and from the lessons in the LDS church, and so that you can get an overall picture of the whole thing, hopefully from Joseph Smith through uh, probably Brigham Young. And uh, we're going to end next Christmas like this in the same place, having done a whole year dedicated to that. So the first 20 or 30 minutes will be to teaching you about that. And then uh, after that, we will uh, we'll go to the phones. Uh, I want you to uh, understand something about our ministry. And this is kind of strange to say, but just think about this. First of all, let's pretend for a moment, and I'm pretending, believe me, that Mormonism is true, okay? Just pretending that Mormonism is true. Our ministry, then, is a benefit because what we're doing is we're reaching out to the telestial kingdom people that they believe in, and we're bringing them up to the terrestrial level. So in that sense, we're doing a great thing. So the ministry can't be bad. We're telling the stalwarts, stay where you want. Do your stalwart thing. Be in your celestial realms. But we're reaching out to the lost sinful of the LDS church and helping them know Jesus, which according to LDS doctrine, puts them in a higher kingdom. Okay. Now, let's suppose that Mormonism is not true and and evangelical Christianity is fully true. So then what we're doing is we're pulling Mormons out of hell and we're putting them in heaven. When they come to know Jesus Christ, they are understanding the truth. So in that case, the ministry is good. Now, let's suppose that that Mormonism uh, doesn't matter. And Christianity doesn't matter. Well then my show doesn't matter. So you can't get mad at that fact either. And let's say that Mormonism is right, but so is Christianity and so is Buddhism, And all roads lead to heaven. Then our ministry can't be bad in that way either because it's improving the lives of people as they turn their life to Christ. Finally, let's say nothing is true. Nihilism. it's completely blank. We die and that's it. Then it doesn't matter there either. So we are on a positive, 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 positive ministry that you can't beat. So shut up. Oh, we're getting applause in (laughs) today. Applause. (laughs) Awesome. All right. uh, We don't have a screen up, so I can't tell who's on the phone. Uh, I'm just going to pick a call and see who's on there. Hi, you're on Heart of the Matter. (laughs) This
2: is Douglas in Murray Utah. How are you tonight?
0: I'm doing good, Douglas. How are you? Wonderful.
2: You know the picture on the program where your daughter went to on Christmas Eve of Joseph Smith? There is a book, it's All Things Restored, written by Matthew Brown, and it talks about the legend of Messiah ben Joseph. Ancient Hebrew traditions speak of two separate messiahs that were foreordained to rise among the covenant people of the Lord. One from the tribe of Judah, Messiah ben David, son of David, Jesus Christ. The other from the tribe of Joseph, And according to Jewish lore, the Messiah Ben-Joseph concept first arose when Rachel, the mother of Joseph of Egypt, prophesied that Joseph would be the ancestor of a Messiah who would arise at the end of times.
0: So what do you want us to do with that? The Roman
2: Church literally worships Joseph Smith as a Messiah every bit as much as Christians worship Jesus Christ. Hey, Doug. That's why the picture's on there.
0: Doug, I understand uh, the, your idea and the belief that they worship Joseph Smith as much as Jesus Christ, and I tend to agree with you in many circumstances, but the question I have is why do you preface it with quoting that book that there is ancient Hebrew writings that prove that there is supposed to be two messiahs?
2: Now, a lady, a lady that I told I was a born-again Christian,
0: mm-hmm.
2: a good member of the Mormon Church, put my name on the rolls at the temple yeah. to pray for me. Yeah, She gave me this copy of this book in hopes that I would be restored somehow into believing in Joseph Smith. I- well,
0: Doug, it's a great call. I really appreciate it. We, uh, and you have always bring some interesting information to the table. We'll check that book out. It's on uh, record now, and we'll go from there.
2: Thanks. You have a wonderful new year.
0: Hey, same to you. God bless. I know. Bye-bye. We are going to line three, Kevin, in Salt Lake City. Kevin,
3: you're on Heart of the Matter. Hello, Sean. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. I just called to uh, share with you my testimony. You had met my wife at the uh, Miracle Rock Church. Her name is Sally, and she spoke to you briefly about uh, my testimony, and you had told her that you wanted to hear it, so I'm calling you now. Okay. Um, I was uh, born and raised as a Mormon. Uh Uh-huh. I uh, went to the Mormon seminaries when I was in high school. In fact, it was in a Mormon seminary that I got I got saved, that I asked to be born again. Okay. And it was really interesting. We were studying in, in John chapter 3 where Nicodemus was talking to Jesus about being born again.
4: Uh-huh.
3: And this really intrigued me because, you know, here it is, Jesus saying you need to be born again. And I didn't really quite understand it, you know. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, because of Nicodemus and asking the questions he did, I, I understood I didn't have to go back to my mother's womb and all that. But I just really didn't understand it, and I knew it was really important. So I went and asked the seminary teacher after class, and I said, Well, Bishop, uh, what is this being born again thing, and, and how do you become born again? And he looked at me and he says, Well, you become born again when you were baptized. And I'm huh. looking at him, and I'm thinking to myself, Well, no, I knew very well I wasn't born again. I was willing to accept that, you know, my other fellow students might have been born again at that particular time, but I knew I wasn't. So after everybody left, I got down on my knees and I said, God. If your son says, I need to be born again, yeah, I want it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what this is. I don't know what it is. But I know that if Jesus says, I need to be born again, then I need to be born again. So, God, I want it. And I got up, and, you know, I didn't feel any different at all. Just I mean, it was nothing. And I just continued being a Mormon and, you know, going to church. And I was even going get, to go on a, a mission, and all that was, uh, you know, planning on going on a mission. You know, what I'd, I'd hear stuff. They'd be you know teaching and that, and I'd something in my you know in my spirit, the Holy spirit would say, no, that's not right and so well i would like i had um was going to go on a mission, put in all my paperwork, I'm in a Sunday school class listening to my nephew talk about his grandfather and his uncle, which is my dad and his father. they went on some kind of fishing trip, and it was near about father's day and he was you know giving honor to fathers and all that and i'm sitting in the back of the sunday school class and i'm just crying my grandma was next to me and i'm the lord speaking to me tears are just coming down we get out she says well kevin why are you crying and i says i says granny i'm not going on a mission she looks at me says well don't you want to go and i says well yeah i i do i want to go wherever god wants me to go but he's telling me he doesn't want me to go
0: Hey, uh, you know I have. Ha, ha, I'm sorry to say, hey, but our uh, monitor's off, so I can't remember all the. Uh, what's your name? Kevin. Kevin. Listen, it's. Uh, that's an awesome thing. Summarize it up, because we have lines and people pushing to get in.
3: Okay. Well, uh, you know, God grabbed a hold of me, and He just more or less just let me let me run. But He just really just showed me. He just let me reveal to me that I was a sinner in, in need of salvation, and and then. Several years after that, I got down on my knees and said, God, I, you, you have shown me exactly what I am. Awesome. I need Jesus as my Savior. Praise and God. Please come into my life.
0: Kevin, that is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing it. I look forward to talking with you in person. Can you email me and send uh, me? I
3: don't have an email. Okay. I have a, I, yeah, I'm not on the internet.
0: Well, we'll take care of it another time, but thank you so much, and I hope this gives hope to other people thinking about it right now. Yeah,
3: and I just say, just any Mormons out there, just ask God into your life.
0: Amen. Excellent. Thanks so much, Kevin. Yeah. God right. bless. Bye-bye. We're going to Bridger, first-time caller, and Roy. Bridger, you're on Heart of the Matter. All right. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing well. How are you?
5: Good. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, first of all.
0: Oh, same to you. Your
5: studio. Um, I just want to tell you, you guys are doing a really great job um, with everything. I was born LDS and grew up LDS everything. And uh, like you were saying with your show, you know, 100% of it isn't... Uh, I guess, believe in it, how you said, you know, shut the show off, everything like that, and and get on your knees and pray. Yeah. And I believe 100% isn't, but, I mean, you've given me more faith Good. than in the last six months I've watched your program than anybody has in my entire life, and I'm 19.
0: Praise God.
5: And, uh, you know, like I said, I grew up in the LDS, uh, fam- my family's LDS, everything like that, and everybody pushes me, you know, when you go on your mission, when you go on your mission, and just like Kevin said, too, you know, maybe I haven't heard yet, you know, and believed in myself enough for God to want me to go. Right. And uh, it's just really hard. I had a uh, family that went on their missions, and my cousins went to Switzerland and everything like that, but then it's kind of a turning point because my one friend is Catholic, and then I had another friend that was Baptist, and I'd go to their churches off and on. Mm-hmm. And I really had, you know, a really good time. And that's another thing I like about your program is you don't criticize, you know. And that's a lot how I believe how LDS religions can be. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but, you know, I showed up to an LDS uh, sacrament in a sort of like a sage green dress shirt. Yeah. And the bishop came up to me and said, why aren't you wearing a white shirt? And that really offended me. And that's how I think most people... Why they don't go to LDS churches is because they get offended. Yeah, uh, offended Br- really easily.
0: Bridger, have you uh, have you asked the Lord to take over your life, forgive you of for your sins, and be born again?
5: I have, and that's I I keep pushing it, and you know having faith. Awesome. Um, I'm not expecting it right away. I can wait. I have patience. I'm very patient, and uh, I'm looking very forward to my future. My sister's getting married in May, and I wish her the best. And you know, I, I have a lot more patience now.
0: Bridget, you sound like a, a peaceful young man. I praise God for your call you. and, and your patience. The Lord is going to bless you, and He's going to continue to open doors and close doors and show you where He wants you to go. I promise you that, not because I'm anything, but just because I know the Lord is grateful when people come to Him.
5: Right, and God bless you too. And I was well, also wondering uh, how I could get a hold of some information about your book and everything like you were talking about at Dennis. Stay on the
0: line and an operator will get your address and we'll send you the book out. Okay. Thank right. you very much. God K- bless. God bless you. Hold on for a second. Okay. If I can remember how to do this. Where's the hold? Oh, there it is. Alright. An operator needs to pick up line two. Uh, Jay, first time caller on line four in Orem. Jay, you're on Heart of the Matter. Hello. Hey, how you doing?
6: Good, thanks. Hey, I have a couple of gamma questions. Oh. Um, one has to do with... Uh, um, Moses going up to the mountain and getting the plates and bringing them down, and uh, I guess what? the Bible says that he bro- that he bro- while well, he broke them and then he went back up, uh, but it doesn't say that he went back to get a, a different set of commandments. But I believe in Mormonism. I was taught that that uh, he went up to get a lesser yeah. bunch of commandments because they couldn't li- live the higher bunch.
0: Yeah, that's what Mormons teach. <laughs> Yeah, that he went my, back up.
6: My comment is that if 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 that's the case, Moses went up there and talked to God. But in in my eyes, with Mormonism, then he obviously didn't listen to God because God would have told him that hey, this he would have known that this that it's that the correct set of commandments would have been the right set in the first place.
0: Exactly. But, but,
6: Anyway, so there's a possible question there for Gam. Another question I have is about uh, (laughs) going back to Jackson County, Missouri. (laughs) Do the Mormons still, uh, are they still planning on that or that prophecy and those things?
0: (laughs) You know, we've we've talked about them going back to Jackson County, and uh, that's still taught. It's still believed, but it just isn't uh, talked about as much when I was a kid. It was always, you know, we're going to get a secret call and everyone's going to go back. But they just don't talk about it that much, but it's still a belief. Yeah, and as far as that Moses question, you know what's interesting? The only difference I know that I can remember between the laws when Moses first came down from the mount, and they weren't plates, they were tablets of stone, and the Lord was the one who wrote the commandments the first time. The the second time, Moses was the one who wrote those commandments on the stones, but uh, I don't think the commandments were any different.
6: Right, that's what I'm yeah. hearing. And, uh, did I call them plates?
0: <laughs> you call them plates? What are you trying to do? You're confusing everybody. Plates? No. I'm just kidding, man. Hey, thanks for the call. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to Randy, first-time caller on line one. Randy,
3: you're on Heart of the Matter. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, wonderful. I try to catch a show every time I can. I just wanted to tell you, my brother, you rock. God bless you for what you do and your program.
0: Hey, thanks so much, Randy.
3: Absolutely. Keep it up, man.
0: Okay, thank you. God bless you. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Same to you. Bye. Yeah, bye. Okay, we have Steve uh, in Clearfield. Steve, you're on Heart of the Matter.
7: Hi, Sean. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
7: Great. Uh, good Good to talk to you again.
0: Good to I talk to you. I
7: don't want to take up too much time. I want to get right into this. All right. Uh, Mormons claim that Jesus suffered more in the Garden of Gethsemane than anything else. Yes. Mormons know more about the Garden of Gethsemane than any other Christian denomination. And I figured where you've been a missionary and 40 years experience in that religion, you would know their theology compared to the Christian theology on that.
0: Well, the Christians really don't have uh, much of a theology on it, except for the fact they believe that that was the time when he was... uh, uh, realizing what he was going to do on the cross, realizing what it was gonna take out of him, and so that's why that was the place where he said, Father, you know, if, if it's your will, let this cup pass for me. Also, that's where he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. The LDS uh, take that as being um, where the atonement took place. They also, in certain uh, kind of obscure places, say that that is, was the result of the Holy Spirit departing from Jesus for the first time in his life. And as a result of the Holy Spirit not being there, that's why he sweat uh, drops of blood. the, the, The whole thing is, and I've called it this before, it's twistianity. They twist it. They take any concept that is biblical and Christian, and they twist it just a little bit to add their flavor to it. And the twist on the cross is that it really happened in the garden. Even though on our show on the cross uh, we talked all about how the Bible only speaks of the cross. It talks about the cross being the offense. It talks about being hung on a tree is, is um, a shame. It All of it is about the cross, the cross, the cross, and none of it is about the garden, but the LDS believe that Joseph had a better insight into those things than uh, possibly the writers of the Bible did. Does that help?
7: Oh yes, and just one quick note here. Uh, how could you and I be literal sons of God, uh, if God's only begotten son is Jesus?
0: The the way the LDS differentiate is the begotten part, uh, meaning that uh, the Father had relations with Mary, and that was the begotten part that makes him different. Where we are the same as spiritually, we were created by God the Father from pre-existent material, and so that way we are the children of God and his wife or wives, but as, as far as uh, us being different from Jesus is the fact that we were not created by God, the father consummating the relationship with our mother. We were created by the way men and women create children normally.
7: Mm, That is unbelievable. Isn't it? It just is out there. And it's the
0: truth. Listen, if it's not, excuse me, I'm sorry to interrupt, if it's not the truth LDS, call and tell me that it's not the truth and and say I'm lying or I'm wrong, but prove to me how I'm lying and wrong, and then we'll just show the evidence that we've given in the past. It is the truth, and that's one of the important things. If you are LDS, stand up for the truths that you believe in, and don't be ashamed when they're brought out on a show like this, because it is what you believe. But if you don't believe that, or something in your brain saying, this just isn't sounding right, maybe that's the Lord. I agree. (laughs) All right, brother. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Sean. Happy New Year. Okay. Happy New Year to you. Bye-bye. We have Connie, first-time caller on line two. Connie, you're on Heart of the Matter.
8: Thank you. Sean? Yes. I love your show. I love you as my brother.
0: Thanks, Connie.
8: You've helped me so much. I've only watched three times. I've lost my husband the last year. Um, I've been going through a lot of family problems and I want to be born again but it's I've been on my knees a lot and nothing's happening. What can I do?
0: Well Connie um, first of all just for a technical thing let's turn down is your TV turned up? Yes. Okay turn that down. All right. I know it's tempting to. Got it. Okay and uh, do you want to pray with me? I do. All right well let's pray. And I'll just uh, say something that comes to my head. This isn't a rote f- formula. And you have people here praying for you. And uh, let's just pray. And Connie, you can repeat. And let's go. Uh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. I ask you to take over my life.
8: I ask you to take over my life.
0: Forgive me of my sin.
8: Forgive me of my sin.
0: I recognize you, Jesus.
8: I recognize you, Jesus.
0: As my Savior.
8: As my Savior.
0: I ask you to guide me and take over everything that I do in my life.
8: I ask you to guide me and take over everything I do in my life.
0: And I will wait for you to do that.
8: And I will wait for you to do that.
0: Lord, give me the strength.
8: Lord, give me the strength.
0: And the faith.
8: to faith.
0: To trust you. Trust you. In Jesus' name.
8: In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: I want you to know, Connie, that God heard that prayer, and the Bible teaches us that he honors his promises. And he promised, Jesus promised, that if you, can, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Okay? You are saved. And I want you to know that now, now the dark side will come and tell you, doubt it. And now the dark side will come and say, this is a joke. This doesn't work. And I want you to know that he is going to do everything he can to make you um, a non-productive Christian. But as far as being saved, Connie, you are there. And if you were to die right now, you're there. Now the next thing is to start reading the Word. And it's, you need to go to a, a good church, a good Christian church, and find someone who teaches the Bible. And if you can't, then open your Bible and start reading and start with the Gospel of John. And I promise you by the time you get through John and, and, and Romans and Acts and 1st and 2nd Corinthians, I promise you that God will have spoken to you completely. And you will recognize that you have been changed.
8: That I will have been born again.
0: I, I promise you'll recognize that. All right. All right. So go with that and call us back and tell us how things are going.
8: At this number?
0: At th- this number is great. Okay. Connie, we praise God for your call.
8: Thank you, Sean. Thank you for your efforts to help people.
0: Listen, it's, it's minor. I'm just a donkey. I talk every now and then. That's it. God's doing it in your heart, Connie.
8: We love you out here.
0: Love you too. Thank you so much. Bye, Sean. Bye-bye. Praise God for that. Boy, what a way to end a year. Uh, Connie, um, we thank you that you were willing to just uh, give it to God. Now, you'll notice LDS... I don't know if Connie was LDS. She may be. I don't know what her religion is or anything. It's about her relationship to the Lord Jesus. That's what it's about. And he will lead her and guide her now. You can have the same thing. I promise you. That's why we do it. All right, we're going to Mary, first-time caller from Salt Lake City. Mary, you're on Heart of the Matter.
8: Hi. Hi. I just wanted to tell you that I have been praying for many years for someone to come around Salt Lake City and kind of give the message to the Mormons, Uh let them know that it's okay they're Mormon, but they need to hear the Gospel. And I just want to thank you. When I turned you on, this is my third time watching you also, like Connie, and I was praying for her also while I was on hold. Awesome. Um, I'm just really glad to hear that when I saw your show, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) my prayer has been answered.
0: Well, praise God.
8: Who And um, I attend the Salt Lake Christian Center. Oh. And uh, my daughter also has told me she's got Mormon friends that try to talk to her about Mormonism and stuff. Um, but she's, I'm teaching her, you know, to speak with them, but not in a way where she is, you know, making them feel like they're being judged in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So, right. But I just thank you for, I just thank God that he's using you as a vessel to reach all these people, uh, Mormon or not Mormon.
0: Thank you so much. And, uh, and I, I want to say this just so that it's understood really, uh, really point blank. Uh, I'm a new kid on the block. And there has been uh, decades, if not centuries, of work done here in Utah that have paved the way for something like this to happen. There have been pastors who have dedicated their lives to coming out here and making a difference that have planted seeds that I probably wasn't even born when they were doing it. And there have been more and more pastors who have come here and tried to establish churches and have failed because it is so tough, but they have planted seeds and they have paved the road. Uh, 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 the uh, Utah Lighthouse Ministries, Gerald and Sandra Tanner, Gerald now passed away, have uh, stuck, put their nose to the grindstone and let the news of Mormonism out there. Every pastor and preacher and teacher and reverend in the state has faced an obstacle. The only reason I'm on the air is because the manager of this station's wife emailed me and it's just fortunate and the Lord works in mysterious ways but I am grateful for the people who came before me, uh, Greg Johnson and and the things he's done and everybody trying to move uh, Mormonism more toward the Lord and so I'm grateful for your call, I thank you for your prayers and let's go forward into 2007.
8: Okay, and also one more thing. Could you please pray for my husband? Um, He's incarcerated, and I won't see him for four years. Absolutely. Is he at Point of the Mountain? Uh, Actually, he's in Beaver County.
0: Okay, well, we'll do that. And uh, if you email us and give us his name, we'll put him on the prayer list. Go to the website, and you'll see the email addresses.
8: Thank you very much, and may the Lord bless your ministry. Thanks so much. Thanks for your call. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
0: We're going to Nikki, first-time caller in Idaho. Nikki, you're on Heart of the Matter.
9: Hi, this is Thomas uh, from Ogden, Utah.
0: Thomas, I'm sorry I mixed you up.
9: Oh, it's all right. Um, I wanted to say Merry Christmas to you, and I want, just wanted to say that uh, I guess the real heart of the matter is showing love towards one another and uh, you know, being kind and caring and having that unconditional love. Uh, love towards each other, you know, without any judgment at all. And um
4: yeah.
9: it's hard to uh sometimes see that in a world where we have war and chaos and, you know, people pointing fingers towards each other and and that. And yeah. um volunteerism, you know, I mean, doing something without expecting nothing. I mean, you're you're really an inspiration to uh to everybody that watches you and especially to me. I enjoy watching your show.
0: Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. God bless you, and you have a great year. You too. God bless you. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, my uh, daughter came uh, into a little problem last week, and um, we, I had been reading in Luke, and I read this passage that came from the Lord, and it touched me as I read it, and then I shared it with her. And it's verse 37 in Luke chapter uh, 6 and it's very uh, simple it says judge not and ye shall not be judged condemn not and ye shall not be condemned forgive and ye shall be forgiven now that has to be taken into context and i'm not going to go into a big uh, speech about it but uh, i want you to know that if you're lds i am not judging you uh, as to your state with god and i'm not condemning you as to your state with god but i am going to try my best to share what you believe and how it conflicts with the Bible. That topic in and of itself is ugly and it makes for harsh feelings. But I personally do not look at you and say, you're a demon going to hell. All I simply say is what the word says relative to what the religion that you embrace says and hope that there can be some growth there. Okay, let's go to Nikki, first time caller in Idaho. Nikki, you're on Heart of the Matter.
10: Hi Sean. How are ya? Uh, Pretty good. Oh, good. Um, did you want me to just start with my question? Yes. Okay. My question was, um, what does the Bible say about being married to um, people who are unsaved?
0: Oh. Well, I wish I could think of the reference, but what it says is that um, the wife sanctifies the husband who's not a believer and the husband sanctifies the wife who is, if she's not a believer. In other words... Uh, I don't believe that it's biblical for a couple to divorce because there's a difference in beliefs.
10: Okay, okay, and um, okay, and then what about holidays? How come the Bible doesn't speak of like Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, but yet we celebrate it here? Uh, Halloween
0: and Christmas and uh, Easter are uh, yeah. essentially pagan oriented. They started with pagan rituals, and uh, Christians then adopted some of the aspects of the pagan rituals to the Christian lifestyle. And so uh, the Bible doesn't say you uh, should or shouldn't do it. Uh, well, it does say you shouldn't do pagan things, but Christians, they like Christmas and they celebrate it. Some of them Halloween and uh, some don't. I don't think, in, I think there's liberty in Christ Jesus. And I think if people choose to do those things, then they're at liberty to do it. And if they choose not to, then, and they believe God doesn't want them to, then God will bless them for it. But there's no uh, compulsion in being a Christian as far as you shouldn't celebrate Christmas because it started as pagan holiday or Easter or uh, Halloween.
10: But how do we know that Christ was born on that day? How? how oh, he
0: wasn't. Definitely wasn't born on. December. I don't believe. That. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't born on. In fact, the Jewish calendar thinks that. It's possible, this is interesting, I just learned this, that it's possible that he could have been conceived on the 24th or 25th of December. They're thinking there could be a connection there, but there's definitely, uh, he wasn't born on that day. And that, that goes back to the pagan, uh, the pagan ritual of the evergreen tree always being green nature and all this stuff that ties into it. I could go into a whole thing on, on that, but you know, it offends some people who are Christian. They like to celebrate uh, Christmas. It makes them feel closer to Jesus.
10: Let them do it, yeah. That's true. And I have another question, and it's a little bit personal. I hope I don't defend any of your other um, listeners or viewers. Oh, go ahead. Um, I wanted to know, it's a subject that normally no one ever talks about, and it is masturbation.
0: <laughs> masturbation. Well, if there's young kids watching the show, um, don't. Uh, I think that you should leave the room, parents, if your kids are watching. You know, uh, and just frankly, um, the the scriptures don't talk about masturbation at all. No, they talk about onanism, which is a misapplied application of masturbation, and uh, onanism was uh, onan was uh, condemned by God not because of he masturbated, but because he didn't follow God's command to have relations. But we do know that the Bible says we have to avoid lust. And we have to avoid, we can't be lustful.
10: Does lust come after masturbation? Like, is that the act or is that what lust produces?
0: I think lust produces it. And, and so therefore, I think you tacitly are in violation of lust if you're involved in that practice.
10: Okay, but see, I'm married, okay? And my husband is off to Iraq. And um, for some odd reason, that could be what holds the spouse. What should I say? Um, it gets her through that eight or nine months where her husband is away.
0: Okay, listen. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Nikki. The thing about it is, is the the marriage bed is sanctified, and what goes on with you and your husband is a completely different issue. Right? Religions will try to uh, get involved in the bedroom and tell you all kinds of things, the dos and don'ts. But that is between you and your husband, and what you two, as one, have decided is uh, permissible and not. Uh, God will sanctify that that uh, relationship.
10: That's true. I just I, in my heart, it's like, okay, if that keeps the desire down from wanting to either cheat, or to go out, or to, you know what I'm saying? Like if if masturbation subdues it until you reunite with your significant other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: I understand that logic. I'm not sure that it it can be a rule that can be applied because there could be people who who, uh, get involved in that where it actually creates more uh, desire and lust in their heart and creates a difficulty for them while they're away. (laughs) And so I just think, you know, if the Lord is at the center of your life, you and your husband, uh, everything will be understood in the way he wants it. And I know that's the case, but you really got to make sure he's at the center of it.
10: Well, what I, I try to do is I um, I try to go to Christ about it all the time, all the time, to make sure. And he hasn't, you know, given me the feeling of feeling guilty. Does that well, make sense?
0: Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, why don't you uh, email uh, me, and uh, I'm going to have my wife answer that question for you. You guys can talk about it.
10: Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to keep you so Oh, no, it's
0: okay. Oh, wait, but one uh, verse. 1 Corinthians 7.12 is the one about husbands and wives being saved, not saved as couples. Dude, I've
10: read that. I've read it before, before, and I just wanted to um,
0: awesome. just be sure. Th- thanks for the call, Nikki. Thank you, Sean. Okay, bye-bye my apologies if that was offensive uh but you know we try to talk about whatever's there and that's there so it's over all right we're going to ed first time caller on line two ed from ogden you're on heart of the matter
4: uh hello sean hey ed hey i love your voice yeah hey, brother i'm i'm a christian too hey i just wanted to say that uh those people that uh stick up for their religions and their churches they are uh, in uh, a pretty bad shape, you know, because those uh, relig- those na- man named religions and churches are not in God's word, and uh, uh, they uh, they are uh, how should I say? Uh,
0: Extra biblical? Uh,
4: they're they're not biblical, and, right. and uh, they they should nobody. they're not sticking up for Jesus. They're sticking up for their religions and their churches, and they don't know that those religions and their churches are going to be done away with. Amen. And uh, they better, uh, uh, wherever they sit, stand, or lay, they better look up to heaven, and they better surrender to Jesus right now. Amen. Jesus only, because there is no other... And uh, Joseph Smith, uh, he—they uh, better forget about him too, because he's not equal to Jesus.
0: Well put. Thank you, my brother. We gotta hurry. God bless you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye. All right. We gotta go to Scott Bountiful, first-time caller. Scott, you literally have fifty-one seconds. Hi, Sean. I really appreciate
6: your show. I just want to tell people what happened to me. I was a, a shivering, crying mess. My life had gone, taken a terrible turn, and I I found my way to a community church, and I went in the prayer room there, and I dropped to my knees, and I asked for God's help with complete abandon from the bottom of my soul. Awesome. And I was born again, and everything in my life has changed. Awesome. I pray to God, and I ask Him every morning to direct my day. And it's so simple what you're trying to tell people. You know, that's all... They complicate it, you know. That's all you need to do is, yeah. is turn your life over to Jesus yeah. and follow what he, say, what he says. And I, uh, life would be so much better for everybody if, just, if everybody could do that. And I thank you, Sean.
0: Scott, thank you so much. Those testimonies really, they just mean the world to many people that you won't even know. So God, you. God bless you, Scott. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks we've had a great show uh brothers and sisters we've had people who have uh, shared their experience with the lord we've had people who have turned their life over to the lord and i'm sure there are people in the quiet of their home who have done the same we've had a great year we've been blessed of the lord the ministry's been blessed greatly and uh, we're just fortunate to be in a position to be able to talk to people about their relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about relationships, my brothers and sisters. It is not about religion. It has never been about religion. People have tried to make it about religion, but they have always been wrong. Uh, And so we are just grateful for this. We hope you have a wonderful uh, new year, and uh, God bless you. We'll talk to you next year here on Heart of the Matter.
7: I'm on a ride Going nowhere I am an existential cowboy On the wind And I won't be coming out I'm going in. This man's awake A storm's arising, the dawn's waiting, till a hundred monkeys know. And I can feel the light-filled monkeys start to.